were you saved? It's a question that many of us hear, and it's sometimes hard for us as Episcopalians to know how to respond to this question. Especially if we live in an area that is fundamentally evangelical, we search through our memories for that one moment of overwhelming emotion. One moment when we came face to face with Jesus. One moment that changed all of our other moments. Some of us, Episcopalian or from other denominations, have experiences that seem to meet this stereotypical moment of salvation. But even if we can't identify one particular moment like this in our lives, that doesn't mean that we haven't experienced the saving grace of God many times over. Maybe we've just narrowed our definition of salvation so much that we usually don't recognize it as such when we see it. In her book, Amazing Grace, a Vocabulary of Faith, Kathleen Norris tells the story of Willie, a friend who had worked various jobs in the oil fields before meeting some drug dealers in Wyoming who convinced him to take part in a money-making scheme with them. Kathleen Norris listened to their friend's story over breakfast one morning. See, her husband worked at a bar where Willie had had too much to drink the night before, and so her husband had brought him home to sleep on the couch. Over their coffee the next morning, Willie told Kathleen that he came back home because things had gotten too rough for him in the drug-dealing world. Kathleen Norris describes it this way. Willie said that he had thought things were working out fine. He and the guy he was in business with were making good contacts, setting up a network, and he felt lucky to have fallen in with someone with so much experience. Then one day, as they were driving on the outskirts of the small city that was to be the base of their operations, his friend veered suddenly onto the shoulder of the road. He had seen an acquaintance driving past in the other direction and was debating whether to turn his car around and follow him. I need to kill him, he said matter-of-factly, reaching for a gun that our friend had not known was stashed under the front seat. I need to kill him, but he's with someone, and I don't know who, so it'll have to wait. It was right then I decided to get out, Willie said. This was over my head. And that is salvation, Kathleen Norris writes, or at least the beginning of it. The Hebrew word for salvation means literally to make wide or to make sufficient, and our friend had recognized that the road he had taken was not wide enough to sustain his life. It was sufficient only as a way leading to death. So as Kathleen Norris says, salvation in Hebrew means wide open spaces or to make wide or sufficient. But our English word salvation comes from a Latin root that means wholeness, health, or healing. Perhaps looking at these two understandings of salvation makes much more sense of Jesus' statement, I am the gate for the sheep. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Perhaps we might say that in Jesus, we find an opening large enough to bring wholeness and healing. And this brings us to today's gospel reading. It's important to look at this passage about the Good Shepherd in terms of where it fits in the larger scheme of the Gospel of John. You may remember that in John's Gospel, Jesus does signs or miracles. 
after which there is then this dialogue with the characters involved. And then there follows a discourse or a teaching from Jesus in which he interprets the sign. In the chapter before today's gospel reading, Jesus has cured the man who was born blind. This is the sign. The Pharisees then talk to the man who had been cured and his parents, and Jesus talks to the man who had been blind, and all of this is the dialogue. Then today's gospel reading begins the teaching from Jesus about the sign. And as Jesus interprets the sign, what we see is that he equates the blind man's healing with salvation. Salvation for this man is being able to see again. The man will no longer live a life of literal darkness. He can work and earn enough to eat, and he can walk and not be afraid of stumbling. A whole new life has opened up. Salvation here is described in pretty concrete terms. Too often, we Christians have made salvation into something abstract, something that only really happens in the world to come. We've made it only about believing in Jesus, about something we only do with our heads. We've made it about Jesus being the only way, as if Jesus were merely a litmus test for who's in and who's out. We've made it about exclusiveness. But in this passage from John, Jesus doesn't say, I am the gatekeeper. Instead, he says simply, I am the gate. And he lives his whole life showing us what it looks like to live in a way that opens the world up to experience salvation. Jesus calls us to live that same kind of life, to participate with him in bringing salvation to people right where they are, in real and concrete ways. This will look different for different people, living in different contexts, with different histories. For someone who's been disowned by their family, salvation may consist in being welcomed into a friend's home. For someone who has suffered from addiction, salvation may be the freedom found in sobriety. For someone who is hungry, salvation may be a bag of food. As Mahatma Gandhi once said, There are people in the world so hungry that God cannot appear to them except in the form of bread. And for the people of Bologna and Mayflower, salvation may look like helping hands and compassionate hearts. Salvation is about opening a way for healing and wholeness. It's about abundant life. And as David Lose writes, abundant life looks different in different places to different people but it always manifests itself as a response to whatever seeks to rob the children of God of their inheritance of life, purpose, and joy. So take a good look at the world around us. Jesus mentions thieves and bandits in today's Gospel reading. What are the thieves and bandits in the world today that keep us from having abundant life, that keep others from having abundant life? It's time for us Christians to stop making salvation only about what other people believe and instead to see salvation as a response to pain, suffering, violence, evil, and whatever else keeps us from being whole. Jesus said he came so that all might have life and have it abundantly. Jesus said that he is the gate that makes an opening for healing and wholeness. 
Each week in the Eucharist, we break bread together and we eat it. And we become the broken body of Christ given for the life of the world. So this is the question. How will we be an opening for healing and wholeness in the world?